Hello again, everybody. I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your pet. I'm your, well, I was about to say I'm your pastor, but that's not true. <laughs> I'm your host for Creation Anew, and that is the podcast to which you are listening right now. And uh, I, some of you out there that are listening, I may be your pastor, but certainly not all of you. Uh, I am the pastor of uh, Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And I'm so glad that you're with me today. Um, it overwhelms me that people are willing to uh, to listen uh, to to me. Uh, I'm just me, by the way. Uh, there's really nothing special, uh, nothing to write home about. But I'm I'm so glad that if I can present truth to you, and that uh, that will help you, and that you will grow or that you'll be challenged, then then mission accomplished uh, with this podcast. I hope that if you are a believer and you're listening, that you will find encouragement and growth and uh, in that way be challenged as a believer in Jesus Christ. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, then I also hope that you would be challenged to look at the claims of Jesus Christ and to seriously consider them. You know, um, there are a lot of people that, that um, just they kind of slough off any idea of Jesus Christ and Christianity without really seriously taking a look. And uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is strong enough to, to have people look at it and examine and uh, to try to poke holes in it, I, I say many times. And, and the reason why it's strong enough to do that is because the evidence continually points to the truth that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that he was sent here by God and that he is God and that he died for the sins of the world and that he was physically buried and physically rose from the dead and that he is going to physically come back someday. So with evidence that points in that direction, it would merit anybody that if this guy claims to be the son of God and he claims that, um, that he is just and that he is going to be the judge of all creation. And then he does something like, uh, you know, dies and then gets back up from the dead. If, if, if that's the case, then humanity should seriously take a look at the life of Jesus Christ and the claims. And people will say, well, goodness, uh, you know, we can always look at the Bible and, and uh, that's going to always promote Jesus. Well, I challenge you to look at extra resources as well and see if that doesn't also point to Jesus. And there are many resources out there. Historians from the first century uh, pointed to Jesus Christ and not just believing historians, but non-believing historians back up many of the claims that are found in scripture. So, but I'm going off on a tangent. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, 
what I want to talk about is I want to talk about this idea of introducing people to Jesus Christ. Recently, I had an encounter with someone um, that that seems to have uh, a chip on his shoulder. And uh, at the at the mention of Jesus Christ, he recoils and uh, just simply um, goes beyond just telling you that he disagrees. Um, he goes into almost a violent type of attitude. And I find that many times with with people that say they don't believe in Jesus. And, and if if that's not you, uh, if you don't react violently, violently to the gospel of Jesus Christ and you're not a believer, um, please don't take offense. But I find that many people um, especially those who who um, claim to be atheists um, react very violently uh, when when they even hear the gospel. And uh, I guess a question that I have is is if it's not true, what makes you act so violently? What makes you um, recoil? at this idea if this is just all a fairy tale and there's really no truth to it and and you can you can prove that christianity uh is a is a big hoax well then what makes you react in such a negative way and again i'm not saying that everybody does that so please don't be offended if uh if you are a reasonable atheist and they are out there um but it is not reasonable to hear something that um you know that you may uh disagree with and react in such a violent manner it's it, you start stepping over into the realm of the unreasonable so um and i may have just ticked off a whole bunch of people right now and if i did um i'm, I'm sorry i don't mean to do that at all but what we want to talk or what i want to talk about today is kind of a precursor it, it kind of goes back um to this whole idea of introducing people to jesus christ and I, I have a theory okay this is just my theory i don't uh, and if someone else thought of it first that's okay i don't have a copyright <laughs> on this but i have a theory that for the idea of sharing the gospel with the world is becoming a foreign concept to the church I know that may sound very funny, and I don't mean it as a blanket statement that that every single believer is is kind of off track as they present the gospel, and and I don't mean to th to say that that we shouldn't um, present the gospel and evangelize people. So so please don't think I'm saying that. What I specifically mean is I think the church and especially the church in the United States is going to have to rethink how we share the gospel. Now, now, again, hang with me. But part of my theory is that we, the church in America, have 
enjoyed um, a, a pretty long season of tolerance of Christianity. Uh, our country has a lot of biblical foundations to it, uh, a lot of biblical thought, and Christianity has been respected in many ways over the years, ever since the founding of our country. But it is my conviction that that tide is turning, and it actually has turned, and the church is going to have to turn with that tide. Let me get a little more specific. Um, I'm, I'm in my 50s, and um, I remember growing up and uh, in the 70s, I remember uh, the, the culture of the 70s, and there was a respect for the church, um, for the Bible, and for Jesus Christ, even by non-believers. And, and even into the 80s, uh, I, I saw that. And then the 90s, it seemed to, to kind of peak. And then at the end of the 90s, it seemed to really, uh, this respect for the church and for Jesus Christ and the Bible seemed to really take a turn. And, uh, and, and please don't, you know, I'm not a sociologist. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just... I'm just telling you what I've observed over the years, that in my short lifetime, there has been a shift from the world or society, specifically the, the society in the United States, at least respecting Christianity, respecting the Bible, respecting Jesus Christ. They may have not believed in Jesus, but there was a respect and, and if you will, a, a, a a healthy respect for things of God and I believe that um, that respect is is almost gone in our country and and you know things like that will happen um, societies do change and it's not to say that I want that to happen but I think we have gone the way of um, of England and of Europe where England uh, and Germany and, and many places in Europe, there, there was a, a stronghold of Christianity. And, um, and then it seemed to shift to the United States. And now we have become more than a secular society. We have become, and I don't want to sound uh, like every other pastor out there, but we truly as a society in the United States have become completely pagan uh, and I, I'm not trying to sit here and point fingers and things but this all goes back to the idea of how does the church respond to to their society changing and one of the first things that come to my mind uh, that comes to my mind is the church is going to have to change her attitude towards believer or unbelievers. And we're going to have to shift our tactics or our practice of sharing Jesus Christ with other people. Now, um, there's a, there's a, uh, 
a book by Norman Geisler and, and Ronald M. Brooks um, called When Skeptics Ask, and they actually coin a phrase or a term called pre-evangelism. And I think that the church is going to have to look at pre-evangelism. And, and as I'm speaking this, I may actually be later um, than, than um, I may be too late <laughs> in saying these things. And uh, the reason why is our, our, our society in the United States is, is shifting so rapidly that we may be going beyond even reasoning with people. And we can talk about that another time. But let me suggest that there are people out there that are reasonable that don't believe in Jesus Christ. There, there are thinking people that are willing to, to listen to ideas and not be threatened because these ideas uh, challenge their thinking. And it's for those people that the church is going to have to change and shift the way we present Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. In no way am I trying to say that the church needs to change the gospel. Please, please don't think that I'm saying that. The world needs to be presented with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where do you find the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, you find it starting in the book of Genesis and going all the way through to the end of the book of Revelation. So the Bible is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And more specifically, we can talk about the, the work of Christ that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 about the, there's this specific redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and many times we f refer to that as the gospel. And as we talk about Jesus Christ to the world, we're going to have to change how we do it, but we're not going to change what the message is. So just please be, uh, you know, know that I'm not saying that we need to have a different gospel. So what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to take a break and then I would like to come back and talk specifically about things we can do to help promote the gospel and, and shifts that we need to make. We'll be right back. Okay, guys, we are back. And uh, what we're talking about is changes that the church needs to make in her attitude toward presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, um, and, and the reason why I even suggest this is because uh, m this is just my theory, but society is changing. Uh, and, and I don't think I'm too crazy. <laughs> For those of you the, in the United States, just look out your window. For those of you outside of the United States, watch the news. Society is changing. And it's changing in the United States. And, um, and many times... Um, what happens in the United States starts filtering into other countries, just like other countries, uh, you know, um, philosophies and thoughts can filter into the United States. 
and and the change that I see is that people have gone from at least a respect for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for Jesus Christ himself and for the Bible, and for the unbelieving um, members of society here in the States, um, that, that has shifted from a respect to an out-and-out opposition and hatred. And, and I've seen in my lifetime where we have gone from a society of people that at least know about Jesus to having having people in, in the United States that don't even know who Jesus is. So things are shifting. And with that shift, we're seeing a respect. That we're seeing our society go from a respect to biblical issues to an absolute hatred of biblical issues, uh, a hatred of Christians. And Jesus said that things like this would happen. And he said, hey, the world hated me. So don't be surprised if they hate you. And we are certainly there. I'm not trying to say that we, you know, we need to bemoan the fact that the world is is uh, becoming more hostile to the gospel of Jesus Christ. What I am saying is the church needs to change, and, and she's going to be forced to change how she presents the gospel. And let me go uh, and give you an example. So let's say it's 1985 and and the church is, is, you know, giving a gospel message. And it's assumed that people will know about Jesus. It's assumed that they will understand a concept of sin and shame. And they give the gospel and they don't really have to explain much outside of scripture about the gospel and about Jesus Christ and you would see people turn you would see people come from unbelief to belief and that is the power of Jesus Christ that's the power of the Holy Spirit convicting people but the change is today we are faced with the fact that we can't assume that people have at least a tertiary knowledge of Jesus. We have to assume that we need to go back further and to tell them like a, um, a, 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 a the, the backstory of Jesus. Now, what I mean by that, and, and I, I had mentioned a book by uh, Norm Geisler and Ronald Brooks called When Skeptics Ask. They, they coin a phrase pre-evangelism. And that's the change that I think that we as the church should have been making years ago. And we are behind the times and we definitely need to change now. And when I say the church, I don't mean absolutely every sector of the church. I think there have been some that have been doing uh, a, 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 the idea of, of explaining things further. I think they've been doing it for years. So what do I mean by this concept of going back and changing our tactics? I mean specifically that we're going to have to go back and start not with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to have to start with why we believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. That's what I specifically mean by changing our tactics. 
And the reason why is because we can't assume that people just have an understanding, even though it may be minimal, uh, an understanding of Jesus Christ and sin and accountability. We're at a stage now where people don't know who Jesus is. We are at a stage in the United States, and I believe in other parts of the world too, where people are absolutely oblivious to the concept of shame and sin and Jesus Christ and redemption. They're, they're beyond that. They are, they are totally pagan. And as the church, we are going to have to rethink how we give the gospel. And we're going to have to go back to a pre-gospel message, if you will, and explain why we believe that the, the gospel is the truth. That's one of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast. And believe me, I'm not a very good apologist. I need to get better. And, and, and I'm, I'm really trying. And this takes thought. And the, the reason why I think the church kind of rejects this idea of explaining why she believes what she believes is because it takes insight and it takes thought and many Christians sad to say are lazy and we don't really want to think we just want to be saved and know that our sins are, are forgiven and then we just want to watch TV and again I, I sent out send out blanket statements they don't apply to everybody but there are plenty of people out there um, plenty of believers that are just as I described. They're lazy. They don't want to take the time to think through their faith. But we're going to have to. We're going to have to think. And, and people may say, well, we shouldn't have to do that. We just rely on the Holy Spirit. Well, that's great. But the Holy Spirit uses truth and reason to be able to get to people. That's one way that he reaches people. And we are to be used to reach people for Christ. And then the Holy Spirit does the work of salvation and, and convicting people. But we need to do our best to present the gospel in a manner that people will at least stop and say, hmm, I need to think about that. So if you are, are listening to this podcast and you're a believer, um, you may be uncomfortable simply because um, this is going to cause you to, to turn off the TV. It's going to cause you to, to change, and we don't like to change. <laughs> so it may make you uncomfortable, and if it does, good. If you're not a believer and you're listening to me, I want you to understand that you need to seriously take a look at the claims of Jesus Christ. And you can't just pass it off as just nothing. And and, and I would encourage you to, to seek out truth. But a part of that truth has to involve a guy who claimed to be God, who was killed, and then who rose from the dead you you have to you have to check into that right it would be like 
It would be like searching for Bigfoot or researching Bigfoot and never looking at um, at footprints or say like the Patterson Gimlin film. If you don't know what that is, just look it up. I don't want to get into a Bigfoot discussion. <laughs> but you have to look at certain things and certainly Jesus Christ is um, a figure from history that historians have said yes he existed and yes he was killed and crucified under Pontius Pilate even unbelieving historians have said that you have to look and you have to put that in your peripheral vision or in your in your scope of view when you are seeking the truth and to to not include Jesus Christ in a search for truth is really shortchanging yourself. So what I want to do is I want to take uh, some time with some podcast episodes and talk about this and and kind of talk about reaching reaching people with the gospel. So um, let me give you my biblical basis for this idea of of telling people why, we believe what we believe as Christians, as believers. It comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Pardon me, I'm going to get a drink because my throat is really dry. Thank you so much for that uh, brief pause. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says this, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. There is my basis, and it's not the only basis. I can give you more. But that's, that's a major reason why I'm saying that we as the church can't just coast and say, well, I'm going to just give the gospel and and then wonder why people don't respond to that. We need to give the gospel. The gospel is the power of God to save people. We are commanded to give the gospel. So we, we can't throw away the gospel, which, by the way, many so-called churches have done. And we can talk about that on another day, too. But what I mean is, with the gospel, we need to explain why we think the gospel and why we believe the gospel is true. Listen, whenever someone comes to Jesus Christ, whenever they come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, what they are doing is they are saying, I am going to put all my eggs in one basket and I'm going to trust one man alone who claimed to be God, who died and said it was for the sins of the world and rose from the dead I'm going to I'm going to place all of my trust on that one guy. That's what we're doing when we become a believer. So for our benefit as well, wouldn't it be good for us to say why do I believe that Jesus is the way? Well, don't you think that the unbelieving world is asking that? What you're telling me that Jesus is the way. Why? 
What makes you think that? That's what, I think there are many in the world that are still asking that question today. But this verse, just to break it down in the few minutes that we have left, and then we'll, we'll do some more episodes on this. But Peter is telling believers, number one, sanctify or set apart, set apart Christ in your hearts and always be ready to make a defense, to tell people. And he says to make a defense to everyone. Everyone who does what? Everyone who is asking you to give an account for the hope that is in you. In other words, be ready if someone says, why do you believe what you believe? We need to have good answers. And, and dare I suggest that it goes beyond saying, well, the Bible says so. And, and we can talk about that more. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the Bible is the inspired, infallible word of God. And it has the power to change hearts. But guys, even in scripture, we are encouraged to give the reason why we believe the Bible is true. So, and, and Peter goes on and he says, you need to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Tell us, tell the world why. Don't necessarily just tell them what you believe, but tell them why you believe it. And then he ends that verse and he says, yet do it with gentleness and reverence, which we have missed the mark on that many times too. We treat unbelievers like they're idiots or like they're like, like we are so holier than, than they are when in actuality, we were sinners. We had chains of sin on our lives and we forget that we were, we were bound to sin until Christ freed us. Now it's our turn to go and gently and respectfully tell others, Hey, there's a way out of your situation and it's Jesus Christ. And here's why Jesus Christ is the way. So we're going to stop right there. I'm going to leave you hanging and hope that you come back uh, for, uh, for the next episode. And, and we're going to talk more about this very thing. So before I say goodbye to you guys, um, uh, at the beginning of my podcast, I always tell you that, you know, I pastor two churches and I want to tell you just a little bit about these churches. If you are looking for a home church, or if you're looking for a place, if you're an unbeliever and you're looking for a place that people can tell you not only what they believe, but why they believe it, I would invite you to check out either Mount Pleasant Christian Church located in, um, in Hall, Indiana, and the actual address is 5830 West Hurt Road, and the it, it, the address is Monrovia, M-O-N-R-O-V-I-A. I forgot how to spell Monrovia there. Monrovia, Indiana, four six one five seven. Service times start at ten o'clock in the morning, and we we'd love to have you come, and 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 check us out, uh, test 
whether we are we're, whether we are teaching God's word or not, ask questions of us. And that's at 10 o'clock. If you like to get up a little bit later, I would invite you to come over to Mooresville, Indiana, and and visit us at Community Church of Mooresville. We're located at 61 West Harrison Street in Mooresville, Indiana, 46158. So if you live in Greenwood, Martinsville, uh, Indianapolis, um, Plainfield, Avon, Greencastle, Monrovia, goodness, um, that's quite a few places right there. Greenwood, Indiana. I would invite you to come and test out either one of these two churches. And it's not great because I'm the pastor. It's great because what we want to do is give the gospel of Jesus Christ and explain scripture. So we want to answer questions. We want to do it in love and respect. And, And I would invite you to come. The service times for Community Church in Mooresville start at 11.15 in the morning. And we would love to have you at either place. Now, beyond that, I want to tell you about Creation Anew. Creation Anew is a ministry that is designed to make people think. To make people think about the claims of Jesus Christ and for believers to grow in those truths but for uh, and for for non-believers to to be challenged by these things and we want to grow we want to do more and we want to be able to 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 help as many people as possible we are not the only answer um the gospel did just fine before i started creation anew and guess what it will do just fine after i'm gone from this earth and creation anew is gone but while we're here, Creation Anew is designed to be able to, to give the gospel to people in a loving manner, in a truthful manner, and with respect. To, to take a look at our world and compare it to scripture and to see, hey, what, what is the truth? And I would invite you, if you're listening to this podcast, go back and listen to other episodes. Check us out on Facebook. We are at... Um, the old uh, the old things can pass away on Facebook, and I have a website that's going to be up and running very very soon. But check us out and and see what we have to say. And um, if you never financially support this ministry, that's quite all right. In fact, if you go to church, you better support your family and your church first before you ever give anything to this ministry. And if you're not a believer and for some reason you want to give money to this ministry, you make sure that you take care of your family before ever thinking about giving anything to this ministry. But if you choose to do that, then we would love to have you do that. If you go on anchor.fm slash creation dash a new, I know that's a mouthful. You have to play this back uh, in order to get all that. But it's uh, it's the the site on Anchor for Creation Anew, and you can you can give and you can support. But I want you to take care of the things you need to take care of first, such as your family and your home church. 
you make sure you support the, those two things first. But if you want to give, that's fine. Please pray for this ministry. And I also ask that you would tell others about this ministry. Hey guys, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I hope to be able to talk to you all very, very soon. Bye-bye.